Happy Saturday, y'all. What's good? Uh, uh, uh. I'm back for episode seven. Y'all know I y'all know I can rap, right? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hot out here in these streets. Y'all just don't know. I write lyrics on the low. It's all good. Happy Saturday, y'all. Saturday, April 13th, 2019. How y'all doing? This is Sports Talk with Mark on the Good News Radio app. Download it. iTunes Store, Google Play Store. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. Tell your brother. Tell your sister. Download it. Support us. Not just me, but all of our shows. Showing everybody some love today. So, it's uh, it's my favorite time of the year, y'all. It's uh, it's now officially mid-April, and let's start everything off with a little song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Why is it the most wonderful time of the year for me, y'all? Because it's time for the playoffs, baby. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Shout out to Jim Moore in that famous quote. Oh, I love the playoffs. And it's not just... You know, one sport, but it's two sports of playoffs right now. We got NBA playoffs kicking off today. Actually, first game is already underway. NHL playoffs started this past Wednesday on April 10th. And I actually have a special guest in uh, midway through the show to talk about uh, some hockey with y'all. But, yeah. Um, but before we get into the playoffs, uh, something big happened uh, this week. So, let's take a listen. First of all, thanks, everybody. Jim. Great interview last week. You know, I was riding here thinking about that incredible interview that you had. And then also I've been thinking about the great meetings I had with Jeannie the last couple of days. And, you know, I love her as a sister. And um, so today I'm going to step down as a president. And um, I think I don't want to her and I have such an amazing relationship, and I think that um, she gave me full power to do what I wanted to do, but I think that uh, with her and I, I want to always preserve our relationship and, and love her, and then I think that I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador to everybody. You know, I thought about Dwayne Wade retiring tomorrow and I can't even tweet it out or can't be there. Uh, Serena Williams called me a week ago and said, will you mentor me and be on my advisory board? And I said, yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know, and so when Ben Simmons called and we went through the proper channels and they made me look like the bad guy out of that situation, but I didn't do anything wrong, but do everything right. I was thinking about all those times, all guys who want me to mentor them or be a part of their lives, and I can't even do that. I had more fun on the other side than on this side, because now. All right. So what y'all just heard, in case you haven't uh, figured it out yet, that was Irvin Magic Johnson, Hall of Famer for the Los Angeles Lakers, former president of basketball operations 
for the Los Angeles Lakers because he quit. <laughs> he quit the last game of the season. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Just how everything went down. And I was I was uh with with before the game happened because they played the last game out here in L.A. and he did the forty minute plus press conference, um in the bowels of the uh, Staples Center and uh, yeah that was kind of that was cold. He didn't tell anybody. He ain't tell his boss slash you know his play sister Jeannie Bus the owner of the Lakers. He ain't tell Rob as in Palenka general manager of the Lakers. He ain't tell Luke Walton, former head coach of the Lakers. I actually got a uh, news update on him coming to you a little bit later. He ain't tell uh, his prize free agent LeBron James or his management team before he quit. But he called the media and said, hey, y'all, I got something to say. And then he quit on site. Uh, so just let's break this down for a minute. Just in the couple minutes of, uh, you know, quotes that you guys heard from Magic. One one thing that stood out was he mentioned not being able to have fun and be himself and be Magic Johnson. Okay. Very critical. Here's why. And it's been said throughout other news outlets and feeds this week. And I will reiterate this same sentiment. Magic Johnson is really good at being Magic Johnson. What does that mean? He is great at being charismatic, at uh, being a friendly, smiling face that everybody knows and loves and really doesn't dislike. He is somebody that when he when his presence, when he shows up, his presence carries weight and usually a weight of positivity and good feelings and, you know, that warm, fuzzy, all that good, mushy stuff. But that's him. And that's the person we've all grown Magic Johnson to know and be. He was the smile of the NBA at a time when, you know, Larry Bird gave you, you know, RBF. Michael Jordan was this assassin, was the assassin. He still is. And the job of being president of basketball operations for the Lakers didn't allow Magic to be that person, which also includes tweeting, apparently, because I guess he loved to tweet. And I followed him on Twitter the past couple years prior to him taking on this role. Oh, yeah, my man's tweeted a lot. Nothing ever bad. He will also give his uh, very objective and maybe even subjective opinions on how things were going with the Lakers, but also just any and everything else in general. And uh, later in the interview, he talks about, you know, when he gives praise to people. Uh, The specific example he mentioned was uh, Russell Westbrook, which you guys did not hear, but if you go on YouTube, and listen to the video. By the way, this video was uh, courtesy of ESPN. I uh, want to give them their credit on the video. But he mentions Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, was it this past week or the week before, uh, doing the uh, triple-double where it was 20-20-20. So 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists in a game, which hasn't been done since Wilt Chamberlain. And he did it, obviously, in dedication to Nipsey Hussle, uh, Rolling 60s out here in L.A. That was the crew that he was with. But... Regardless, Magic wanted to tweet, you know, congratulations, what an awesome feat. Couldn't do it because the NBA would have came down on him, said it was tampering, would have fined him, which he's been notorious for uh, collecting over the past couple years, the uh, tampering fines, the uh, Magic being Magic. And to put a muzzle on that, 
hey, you know, my man said he can't do it no more. I get it. That's, you know, and, and then Magic Johnson aside, one thing that is important for everybody to know is be yourself. Stay true to who you are. If you're in an environment or situation where you feel like you can't be that, it's time to bounce, man. It's time to roll. Go be you. Go be the best version of yourself no matter where you are in the world, what you're doing. Don't let the people, don't let, I shouldn't say the people, but don't let other folks or other circumstances and situations hold you back from being you. Obviously, Magic took heed of that and said, I'm out. Now, how he went about it, I don't particularly uh, agree with from the standpoint that I think he should have told Jeannie first before telling the general public. I think he should have had a discussion with Rob, should have had a discussion with Luke, should have had a discussion with the players, especially if you had guys on the team that were buying into what Magic was going to do and produce for the construction of this roster. But he did absolutely none of that. So now the Lakers are uh, president of basketball operations list, or less, not list, excuse me there. They still have the GM and Rob, Jeannie is still the owner. Also, Luke Walton got fired. Uh, He got fired actually uh, a day ago. So yesterday he got fired and uh, let go. Uh, It came out that it was a mutually agreed upon um, departure, which it probably was. But nonetheless, did he get canned? Yep. I actually liked Luke. I believed in Luke. I thought Luke was going to be a good coach. I think he still is going to be a great coach. And actually, that brings me to a sidebar point. Uh, As I was preparing for the show, a news, uh, a uh, breaking news update came on my phone, and per Sam Amick, incredible writer for The Athletic, uh, go download the app if you want uh, really good sports content and sports uh, news. Uh, Luke Walton actually did agree to become the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings, so now he was working for Vladi Divac. Y'all know who Vladi Divac is. And for those of you that don't, just YouTube him and Shaq and... You know, Vladi is the father of flopping, in my opinion. Shaq also claimed the same thing, too. Just YouTube it, and anybody that's listening to me that's under the age of, I would say, 21, just look it up. He did. I mean, he balled out for the Kings when they had their, uh, you know, run out in the West in the early 2000s. Also was a former uh, member of the Lakers. Matter of fact, he is the player, for those of you that do not know, he is the reason that Kobe Bryant got to the Lakers because on the draft day when Kobe got picked up 13th by the Charlotte Hornets, the Lakers at the time being managed by Jerry West, who now works for the, who's a consultant for the LA Clippers. Yep, I don't spider with this entire thing. But Jerry West traded Vladi to the Hornets for the draft rights to Kobe. And now, ta-da, five championships later. There you go. But back to the Lakers. Congrats to Lou Walton, by the way. So where do the Lakers go from here? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, at the moment, they seem it just seems so lost. It seems when you thought there was a direction, there is no direction. And, yeah, Genie got to get it together. And I don't know if that includes firing Rob Palenka as well. Some people are calling for his job, saying that he hasn't done a good job. Uh, I don't know. I'm not on the inside enough to give a true opinion on that. However, if Rob is to stay, then the person that comes in um, as the president of basketball ops 
those two really need to be in sync and the person that fills in Magic's place really needs to be committed to the job. I say that because a lot of people know that Magic wasn't in the office every day. Magic wasn't scouting all the time. Magic wasn't, Magic was being the face, but not necessarily doing the job, and that's a part of being Magic Johnson. He's the face of a lot of things. Again, his presence carries weight, but he, um, yeah, he's... You got to be there. You got to be there on a day-to-day basis. You have to grind it out. It is a grinded-out job. What's up, Jackie? See you in the chat. Shout out. Uh, you got to you gotta just, you got to commit to the role. 100%. So, Rob needs to commit. And I've, and I've seen him in person. <coughs> Excuse me. I've seen him, you know, scouting uh, at least college basketball. I've seen it happen. Uh, he came out to the LMU-Gonzaga game. That was... It was like mid-February. You know, yeah, I saw him there. So he's, he's doing his part, at least from what I can tell. The next president of BOPS definitely needs to uh, be committed, probably even more committed, if this team is going to go in the right direction. So that's number one. Number two, got to find a coach. Rumors are floating that uh, former Cleveland Cavaliers coach Ty Lue is a candidate. Uh... Monty Williams, uh, who's a current assistant for the Philadelphia 76ers. He is a rumored name. I think, uh, yeah, like a month, month and a half ago, Jason Kidd's name popped up. Mm. We'll see how that goes. If it's true, if he's even really a contender for the job, I don't know. I don't think he needs to be, at least for this team. As a coach for a different team, different organization, sure. But I think with L.A. being L.A. and coaching – um, a guy like LeBron, mm, maybe. Um, and at the at the moment, those are the only three guys whose names have come up. I'm sure there's a lot of other great coaching candidates out there. Uh, maybe they attempt to hire from within. And uh, Brian Shaw, who was a assistant on Luke's staff this uh, the past couple seasons, you know he's been um, a good guy as far as from what I can tell, who deserves a chance again as a head coach. He did coach uh, the Denver Nuggets for a hot second. So there's quality guys out there. It's just a matter of who's going to get the job done. And also, too, the coach, Rob, and the new president of BOPS really needs to focus on constructing this roster for the now because there is the pressure to win now, but also make sure that when LeBron is out of here, the team can be sustained as far as uh, being a team of quality and excellence and being a playoff and or championship contender post-LeBron, too. Because as we've seen, when LeBron leaves the team, the team is usually left in crumbles. So that needs to uh, be, a, at least for me, if it were me to get the role, I am looking at a little bit right now, but also life after LeBron because that time is coming. We can see it. The writing is on the wall. It is coming. Be prepared. And with that being said, let's get back to the playoffs. And so, with the NBA playoffs, again, that start today. Let me cue this music up here because I like I like playing these beats for y'all while I'm talking my, and doing my thing. Shout out to Biggie Body. What y'all know about this? Mm. So, yeah, NBA playoffs start today. And... 
how I'm going to break it down for you guys. I'm going to go over the different matchups. We're going to go by conference. I will eventually tell you who I think is going to win, not who I want to win the series. I'm not giving y'all, you know, X team in number games. I'm not getting that detail. But y'all going to know how I feel about this, all right? So, in the East, <coughs> we have the number one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks versus my hometown, number eight, Detroit Pistons. We also got the number four seed, Boston Celtics, versus the number five, Indiana Pacers. And the, rest, and the finish out the East, the number three, Sixers, versus the number six seed, wet, uh, New Jersey, or not New Jersey, what's wrong with me, Brooklyn Nets. And finally, the uh, number two, Toronto Raptors, versus the Mickey Mouses of Orlando, the Orlando Magic at the seventh seed. Now, with these matchups in the East, I will admit, before the season started, because this is the first year ever that we've had a LeBronless Eastern Conference, so I imagine it would be highly competitive to claim the crown of the East. I think early on in the season, it started off great, and then I think, in my opinion, it dwindled a little bit halfway because of injuries, uh, trades that happened midseason, but... You know, the Bucks really took off, and I think a lot of teams that had some expectations, mainly Boston and Philly, in my opinion, to a degree, went down. Uh, but Toronto's still being Toronto. And with that being said, let's do this. So, Bucks versus Pistons. I got the Bucks in this one. Sorry, Detroit. I'm sorry. Bucks are the number one team in the league, and they have who I think is the MVP of the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo, not James Harden. I can debate somebody on that for days. Let's go. Uh, Celtics Pacers. <sighs> Pacers, man. I just see Boston being a team that's going to collapse um, internally, and they've been doing that throughout the, I guess, majority of the season. They've just been having internal arguments, and it's come out in the public eye, and yeah, I just I don't see them cutting it. So, <clears throat> Boston's out in the first round, along with Kyrie, probably to New York. See ya. Sayonara. Adios. Sixers Nets. Ugh. I would like to see the Nets win, just because I'd like to see up-and-coming young teams, you know, get down and really make a name for themselves. But, Philly's been here before. This is year two of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And then they have the additions of uh, Tobias Harris, who I love as a player, and as well as Jimmy Butler. So I think, at least for this first round, they'll get the job done and uh, conquer the Nets just because they're a young team. And so, with that being said, too, going on lastly, conference uh, matchup, I have uh, the Raptors versus the Magic. Raptors all day. Let's go. The Magic ain't been here before. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, now, going to the second round with the Eastern Conference, I'll get to the West in a little bit. Uh, so, now the matchups are I have, as far as my predictions and who I think is going to win. I have Bucks versus Pacers for that one. Again, the Bucks, I think they're just going to steamroll their way to the finals. So, I, I just I just think that's what they're going to do. They're the best team in the East. They had the number one record in the league this year, which surprised a lot of people. And I think they're going to continue to just ride that wave throughout the entire postseason. So, Bucks over Pacers. And then the next matchup, I have Sixers versus Raptors. Sixers, see you later. Shout out to the Six up north in Toronto. 
Kawhi and that and those group of guys. I think that's just a team who's been obviously they've been to and they've been in the playoffs consistently the last I think four years now. Even though the roster has been changed, especially this past summer, they've gotten to the conference finals um, before. They've also ran to that freight train known as LeBron James. There's no LeBron this year, but there's a new freight train, and his name is Giannis, the Greek freak. And for the Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks over Raptors, Bucks in the finals. Now, moving over to the out west. West Coast is the best coast. We got number one Golden State Warriors versus the number eight LA Clippers. The four seed Houston Rockets versus the five Utah Jazz. Three seed Portland Trailblazers versus the six seed Oklahoma City Thunder. And the number two seed Denver Nuggets versus the number seven Spurs. All right. This time I think I'm going to reverse order. So, Nuggets over Spurs. I got the Nuggets. The Nuggets like the Brooklyn Nets. Young team. Uh, but they've done incredible things throughout this entire year. They almost, they kind of, to me, remind me of the Bucks. They're the Bucks. They're the Milwaukee Bucks of the Western Conference just because the team full of youth. Uh, their best player is their big man um, in Jokic. Um, I can't say his first name for the life of me right now. I apologize. I'm usually better about it. But forgive me. So I, th- I got the Nuggets just defeating the Spurs. The Spurs, man, even though they do have LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, they still got Rudy Gay, uh, plus a plethora of other guys on their team that are quality and capable players. Spurs are coming at the seventh seed, and this is just really the death of the Spurs, in my opinion. And so I think this might be, you know, the – what's the best word for it? The, I think this is right now the best the Spurs are going to be for a while. So, even if they make the playoffs again next year, I don't see them getting past a sixth seed again. So, Nuggets over Spurs. Blazers over Thunder. This one's going to be fun just because it's the battle of the point guards. It's Russ versus Damian Lillard. Um, However, Mr. Triple Double himself, Russell Westbrook, I see him taking down Dame all day in this one, as well as between both of their supporting cast. You also have an MVP candidate in Paul George with the Thunder alongside Russ. I think that one-two combo is better than, uh, you know, Dame and C.J. McCollum. So, I got the Thunder in that one. Rockets, Jazz. I care less. I can give two you-know-whats about the Jazz. However, I do like Donovan Mitchell's game. But, the, you know, the Rockets do have James Harden. The Rockets have Harden. And they got CP3, and they got, and they're just loaded. So <clears throat> you have a arguable uh, MVP candidate in James Harden, uh, you know, just coming out, uh, you know, for the Rockets. So Rockets over Jazz in that one. That's a pretty easy call for me. And then Warriors Clippers. As much as I want the Clippers to win this one, just to, you know, continue to have a playoff team in LA. Y'all know what it is, Dubs. Second round, I got Dubs over. Dubs over the Houston Rockets. I think that series will go to seven. Uh, and because this year the Warriors are the number one seed versus the Rockets last year, game seven being in Golden State, I think the Rockets will push them. But uh, Dubs on their way back to the conference finals in the West. And then in the other matchup, Thunder versus Nuggets, this is the moment I believe that the Thunder's youth is going to um, really kick in and be a detriment to them. So with guys like Paul George and, again, Russell Westbrook on the Thunder plus Steven Adams, that's going to be a matchup that I don't think the uh, Nuggets can hang with. So, unfortunately, Thunder 
uh, into the conference finals out west. The conference finals matchup being the Golden State Warriors versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I think we all know who's going to the finals at this point. The Warriors, as much as it sucks to say it, but, hey, they're a really good team. So, dubs to the finals over the Thunder. But I do – I really hope the Thunder push them to six or seven just because I want that series to go head-to-head. And even from a, you know, NBA drama standpoint, we got, you know, the KD versus Russ matchup, which everybody loves, and everybody loves to see those two guys uh, go in at each other. So I think that series, I think throughout the entire playoffs, that's going to be probably one of the most fun series to watch and tune into. And it'll probably be a very physical um, be a physical matchup too. And so with that being said, all said and done in the NBA Finals, Milwaukee Bucks versus the Golden State Warriors with the Bucks having home court advantage, which the uh, not the Thunder, but the Warriors, that hasn't been an issue for them pretty much all these entire finals that they appearances that they've been in. So having home court, in the finals, not being in their advantage. We'll see how this one plays out. And I actually didn't pick a winner, so I'm actually debating this now uh, live with you guys. But I think this is the swan song for the Golden State Warriors. Defeating the Bucks, even though they do not get uh, home court advantage. Now, on to the NHL playoffs. I have my special guest calling in. Drew, what's up? Not oh, man, not much, man. How you doing, dude? I am awesome. So everybody out there listening, Please. I have the oh man, I got your role right here. He is the radio producer for the AHL's Colorado Eagles, which, if I'm not mistaken, Drew, correct me if I'm wrong, is the NHL affiliate for the Colorado Avalanche now. That is correct. As of as of this year, <laughs> as of this year. Okay, so at first they were at what were they uh, Dallas. Which team were they affiliated of? Uh, so uh, they were in the ECHL, so they were still affiliated with the ABS, but uh, they were just kind of the the double A team, not the uh, direct affiliate. For sure, for sure. But yeah, man, welcome to the show. Appreciate the calling, man. What's happening? Thanks, man. Yep, glad glad to be on, man. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, no, not a problem. You asked to be on. I told you it would happen. I told you I would get you on for the playoffs. <laughs> so we did it. I'm happy now. I'm stoked too, man. Let's talk some hockey, yeah? Yes, let's talk some hockey, eh? <laughs> Does, eh? Yeah, eh? Let's talk about some hockey. Yeah, some about hockey. All right, so before we even get into hockey, everybody out there, I got to let you, I got to give you some backstory. So, how me and Drew know each other. So, after I moved out to Cali and I got my job with the San Diego Goals, same league that Drew's working in now with the uh, Colorado Eagles, uh, AHL, San Diego Goals, affiliate of the Ducks. I've been through that spiel, I think, once or twice, and I will remind you guys again. Go Ducks. But we were <laughs> we were desk mates. We were both inside sales reps together, slinging hockey tickets in beautiful, sunny San Diego. Also, guys, Drew really invested time in teaching me the game of hockey between teaching me on ice as well as looking over some film a couple of times just saying, here's what you need to look for, this, 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 this. He even called out a couple plays before they happened if he were to draw it up from a coaching perspective. So with that being said, Drew, Thank you so much, my friend, my brother. You introduced me, really integrated me into a sport that I had always wanted to be a part of but didn't know how to get in. So you've done a tremendous thing for my life and my personal growth and development just in sports and also as a person. So 
You're a beautiful soul. I appreciate it, man. Now let's talk hockey. All right, buddy. I appreciate all that. Yeah, no problem. And congratulations on your engagement, by the way, again. Thanks. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Y'all, he getting married. He getting married. I had to catch up at some point. I, <laughs> I had to catch up at, like, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Yeah. NHL playoffs. Western Conference. So, and also, I, I mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the show, too, Drew. Playoffs already did start this past Wednesday, so as of – now we still we have a couple games played. Some teams have already gotten their two games in. But let's go down. Mm-hmm. Let's go west to east. Uh, Flames versus Avs. So Calgary Flames versus the Colorado Avalanche. Currently sitting one nothing in um, advantage of Calgary. I actually watched their game the other night. Um, Calgary mm-hmm. was just destroying them. Like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting to see. You know the Avs. They kind of—I don't say they limped in because they didn't. They had a strong finish, and, and that's why they made the playoffs. But Calgary, top of the West all year, um, great team. Mike Smith played out of his mind and put up that that shutout. I—I I don't even remember how many saves he made, but it was—it uh, it was good performance by him. And you know, the Avs have a lot of offensive firepower. You've got Landis Gog, McKinnon, Rantanen, but the problem is. If you can't solve the the defense of the Flames and, and Mike Smith, you're obviously not going to win those hockey games. Yeah, in um, my when I did my uh, bracket for it, I had obviously Calgary demolishing the Avs. So at the moment, that's what it looks like is going to happen. So I do have Flames over Avs. Uh, moving to the next matchup, we have the San Jose Sharks tied one one with the Vegas Golden Knights, who are the defending Western Conference champions. Looking to get back again as in their second year at being an expansion team. Drew, thoughts on the Knights getting back to the conference finals? And do you see San Jose really pushing them and testing them in this first round? You know, I could see it. Um, this was a matchup that I, I always look forward to every single year. Um, you know, my my fiance and one of my one of my good friends, um, they're both San Jose fans. And wow. uh, I've you know, since since the Knights came in last year, I obviously, you know, had to hop on that Knights bandwagon a little bit. So um, no, it's it's a great matchup. I love watching these two teams play, and it's always physical. It was always a lot of fun to watch. Um, last night's game was a stunner. I, I mean, it was three nothing or three three, and then you know it, it just kept going back and forth, and back and forth. And you know the guys that needed to get on the board for both teams got on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Couture and Hurdle and Thornton got on the board for San Jose, but then you had uh, Willie, you know, Cowboy William Carlson step up, um, Stone stepped up. Eakin stepped up and tied that series up, you know, and, and heading to Vegas. And I was talking to, to my buddy Brady and he does not, he hates when the Sharks go to Vegas. And, and I've been to a couple games out in Vegas and that atmosphere is just crazy. And I, I can't imagine what it's like in the playoffs. Um, I see this one going seven. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know, man, the Sharks, I'm going to give it to the Sharks in seven. And the only reason why I'm going to do that is because they play, they would play game seven. Um, at uh, at San Jose, and I think the Shark Tank's just as hard to to play in as as the Fortress. Yeah, so I am going to go opposite with you on that. I am going Knights um, over the Sharks. I think the Knights. I mean, it, I it think, really I, could I, go I, either and, way. And I think the Knights can take it in six, just because now that they're tied one one, now going to um, Vegas, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think home, I think home ice advantage is now in Vegas' favorite, and I, they do damage at home. I mean, they did it all last year throughout the playoffs, except for the obviously the Stanley Cup Finals. But I mean, when they yeah. were just steamrolling teams, if you flying into Vegas, you're flying in to take an L, and you're getting out of town. 
just like a really good weekend. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So with that one, Knights, in my opinion, get Knights over Sharks six versus seven because I think they're going to take care of business at home in Vegas and winning yeah. the six there uh, with home Mike. So uh, before you start moving the second round, let's keep going through the West. Uh, Preds versus Stars at the moment. Stars lead uh, one nothing over Nashville. I got I got Nashville just because again they have a consistency and a good track record these last several years uh, making several playoff runs and a Stanley Cup appearance. It's the playoff time mm-hmm. they show up every year. Dallas haven't seen them in God knows how long. I think they're glad to be here, but mm, what's up, country? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, Dallas Dallas came out and, and beat Nashville, and it, it was a good win by Dallas. Don't take anything away from them, but. Um, I think tonight the Predators are going to tie it up, um, and, and I, I see I see the Preds taking this in five or six. Okay. Just because of the playoff experience that that team has. Yeah. Now for the future, I think Dallas can make some noise in the West, and with this being their uh, first playoff appearance, I think in what the last what three, four, maybe even five years, if I'm not mistaken. They. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for them. So I think for them to get back on track, and now get their first real playoff experience with their young team, this will be a good stepping stone for them going into next year, and they can make noise next year. However, first round, no. See you later, kids. All right, last round, last matchup in the West. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets versus the St. Louis Blues. Jets down 0-2 right now to St. Louis. I had the Jets winning this one, but, yeah, they didn't take care of home ice, and they're down 0-2 going into St. Louis with a potential sweep on the line. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this series a lot like I'm looking at uh, the, the Lightning and Blue Jackets series, and we'll get there in a minute. But the Jets, I think, were heavy favorites. But the, the thing is, St. Louis got hot at the right time. And when you head into the playoffs, you know, like at one point, the Blues were so far out of playoff contention, nobody was even thinking about them. And they got hot at the right time. They're coming in, storming through the playoffs. Um, I don't see a sweep by any means, but – you know, if, if St. Louis can take care of business at home and at least win one of those games at home, I, I think they're going to win this series. Yeah, and another important thing, too, um, you know, we can address to the audience, Drew, when it comes to the hockey, especially playoff hockey, we've seen, you know, seven seeds, eight seeds, uh, wild card teams get to the Stanley Cup final and also win the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So because this isn't basketball, this isn't football where the good teams usually win, I mean, this is – a much harder sport in hockey where, I mean, the tap of a puck off the wall, you know, off the post can determine victory or defeat. And we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of wild card teams really come in, make noise in the past. So there's a track record of this happening. The Blues could be one of those teams where, like the L.A. Kings, when they won their Stanley Cup, coming in, mm-hmm. wild card, yeah. and then just taking off, coming in hot with momentum at the right time and just steamrolling teams in the playoffs. Again, I have the Jets prevailing but realistically this might go in st louis's favor with them being one of those um you know cinderella teams per se yeah i agree and it's it's one of those matchups where uh, again like i said the blues got hot that's Mm -hmm. that's all there is to it now out the west in general who do you have coming out between the eight teams oh man uh that's rough you know when i was pulling out my bracket and stuff looking at it um in the, the Western Conference Finals, I I could see oh, – quite honestly, I could see any one of these teams in it. If I had to choose right now, um, I'm going to say 
the Blues are going to make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They'll beat the Jets. They'll beat the Predators, upset the Predators. Um, and then they're going to face either Vegas or Calgary in, in that Western Conference. And I think out of a best of seven, I think Vegas is going to take it. And I, I could see the Golden Knights making their second straight Stanley Cup playoff appearance. Now, if they do lose to San Jose and the Sharks stay healthy and stay hot, I'm going to replace Vegas with San Jose. Okay. So, in my bracket, I have Vegas going back to the Stanley Cup Finals again, so going two for two. Uh, one thing for me that's always stood out about Vegas is their uh, goaltender play. So, between Mark andre Fleury yep. and then being play, replaced this year um, halfway through the season just due to injuries uh, by Malcolm Subban, for those of you guys that don't know, Superstar uh, defenseman for Nashville, P.K. Subban, his younger brother, Malcolm, backup goalie for Vegas. But Malcolm's been hot um, in the net and just defending and getting Vegas to where they are now. And I think having a combo of a one-two goalie tandem like that, that will do them wonders and probably save their behinds um, in oh, yeah. pressure situation games, especially if you had to replace them oh, yeah. one or the other. Well, I'd love to, I would love to see Nashville and, and Vegas there in that Western Conference Finals as well, just to watch those two play against each other. But like I said, I think the West is – it's tough. I mean, every one of those teams is good, and if, if they just play well. I mean, out of all of those teams, I would say Vegas, Nashville definitely have the best goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and like you said, Vegas has the best one-two punch. So uh, I got to go with Vegas. All right, so we agree on Vegas making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, switching to the East, let's go your favorite team of all time, which I this the story of how they became your favorite team still amazes me to this day. But the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> versus the Columbus Blue Jackets with, by the way, Tampa Bay had the number one record um, in point total in the league this year, and they finished out, was it 120 or 122? Oh God! Yeah, I say well, it, I think one twenty. It's one twenty-two. Okay, so we'll we'll say it's one twenty-two. But yeah, right now your bolts are down a uh, two, and uh, they're going back to Columbus. How you feel about that? Um, not great. Um, and here's here's the reason why. So I try to I try to stay positive. Uh, you know, but I'm not. I, I I'm <laughs> scared. I am absolutely scared. Um. Tampa Bay, the entire season, never faced really any any adversity. And what I mean by that is they always played well. They only lost 16 games in regulation this year. And um, you head into the playoffs, and this is, this is a team that the last three or four years have, has done really well. And then you get to the finals, you know, the finals are where it really counts, and they just can't get it done. Moving into game three, Nikita Kucherov is suspended for his hit within the last five minutes um, of last night. Um, he took a, a boarding major and a misconduct, and so he's suspended for game three. Victor Hedman is banged up, so he might be out for game three. Um, I'm scared. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way to put it. Um, but if Tampa Bay – played well all season they are a, a team that while they didn't face a lot of adversity during the regular season they obviously are still the president's cup trophy winners yeah. so good teams will find a way to get it done the capitals went down 0-2 last year to columbus and won four straight and then went on to win the stanley cup so i'm going to hold out hope i'm going to say that even with the adversity they're facing right now kutrov being out 
Hedman might be, you know, might be out. I'm going to say the Lightning are going to come back and win game three. Okay. Um, and then from there, it's up in the air, man. I I couldn't tell you. If, if I had to pick right now, I would pick Columbus to win this in five. Okay. Wow, Columbus in five. I, you know, there's just too much going on with Tampa Bay. Again, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive here. And you know what? If Tampa Bay goes out and they play well tomorrow yeah, and they can steal, if they can steal game four in Columbus, you're down to a best of three. And I think Tampa would ride that momentum, but I could see Columbus taking this in five. Okay. Now Columbus, again, being a wild card team, and this is me just speculating. We in we're, I can, I'm going to throw this out there and then we'll get to the rest of the matches. But what if, with Columbus playing the way they're playing against the number one team in the league right now, and you have St. Louis back in the West playing the way that they're playing, what if we have a you know Stanley Cup Finals matchup of two wild card teams going at it? Well, I'd tell you who'd hate it, and that would be the TV rating. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, would I would hate love it. it. I, I I love those obscure underdog matchups. You know, I, I would love to see that. I I'm always a fan of seeing seeing teams that never really get a shot get hot. I mean, you look at like March Madness, you know what I mean? It's, you get an, you get a Cinderella story. You can't help but root for it. So, sure. but I mean, the same thing, like you look at the Super Bowl. how would fans feel if it was uh, like the Jaguars and the Giants next year in the Super Bowl? Eh. Ew. You know, it's not as sexy. It's not as sexy of a matchup as like no. the Rams, the, the hyped up Rams and the Patriots. So I think it'd be cool. I mean, if the lightning lose, I can cheer for whoever I want. So <laughs> that's the only bright side. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, moving down the list in the East, we have the Boston Bruins taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs with the Leafs uh, up in that matchup, one nothing. I hate Boston with a passion. Go Leafs. <laughs> um, I hate them both. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, pick, I'm, picking, I'm picking Boston. Okay. Um, Toronto's good, but they've struggled a lot this year uh, in putting some some win streaks together. Um, Boston, I think, is just a better team. They're a deeper team. Um, Tuka Ra- or you know Rask is phenomenal in the playoffs. He's got a proven track record of that. So um, Toronto won the first game. This one's going to be close. I'll uh, I'll give Boston six. Yeah, and I, I mean, me just having um, no love for pretty much any Boston team ever on earth. I pick. I always pick oh, yeah. against them. Same. But uh, I did get to see Boston play. Uh, who did I see them play? I saw them play the Kings a couple months ago, uh, and I mean they were just dominant. Now, granted, the mm-hmm. Kings were one of the top five worst teams in the league all year. So what you what I was seeing was very skewed in one team's favor compared to the other. However, they did demolish LA like they were supposed to, and that game wasn't close by a long shot. So. Boston yeah. realistically will probably take this matchup. I'm still got faith in uh, Toronto just to take down a Boston team, and we can go, yay, Boston's out of here. Cool, because they get too many championships as it is in, for that entire city, so screw them. All right, next. Now, now I will say, real quick, I will say that if, yeah. if Columbus does beat Tampa Bay and Toronto does beat Boston, Columbus is going to win that matchup and go to the Eastern Conference Final. That's fair. That's That's very fair. I think I, I think that's good for any wild card team coming in. If you can take down the number one and number two team in your conference, and you are just feeling yourself, anybody else that comes mm-hmm. and sees you, you know you can really hang with. And so, yeah, where you whether you have home ice or not at that point, I think is it does it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter because you're 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 riding your wave until that rate, until that wave just dies down. So I'm with you on that. If Columbus can get past Tampa, 
and really finish them out clean and early, yeah, I'm with you. They they can go to each of the conference finals and possibly even to the Stanley Cup finals. Now, yep. uh, the defending champion Washington Capitals taking on the uh, very fun Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, or the Canes. <laughs> Those bunch of jerks. They're a bunch of jerks. Thank you, Don Cherry. I, uh. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I love that team. I, I did I love too. The Carolina team. They were. I mean, I, I love. I love that they were a bunch of jerks. I mean, and it's fun. Like, I mean, what they were doing post game after their victories is the equivalent of a uh, old school baseball person saying, "Don't flip your bat. That's disrespectful after that game." Nah, 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 nah. You know, <laughs> like, shut up. Have some fun. Live a little. You guys are celebrating the win. I mean, Carolina hasn't had a you know storied successful career um as a team since you know coming down from Plymouth, uh, formerly the Whalers. So, hey, give that city something to cheer about. Have fun. Plus, the guys yeah. are young too. So, but at the moment, Caps defending uh, Stanley Cup champs, uh, featuring Alex Ovechkin, one nothing against the Canes. Who you got? That's another close one. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Caps just because they won the Cup last year. Um, they're tied right now 2-2 uh, two to two in the, uh, the the second period just ended. Okay, nice. um, Hurricane scored a late goal there. So they're tied 2-2 two, two going in the third. I think this game is going to tell a lot. If the, the Hurricanes can steal a win here and then uh, you know maybe go into Washington and grab a win, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, I'll say I'll say Caps and uh, – I'll say Caps in six. I, I could see the Hurricanes stealing a couple games here, but I think the Caps win the series. I'll, I'll second that opinion. Caps in six. Like like your train of thought, they are the defending champs, So and they didn't have a horrible season this year. So with mm-hmm. riding that – I mean, I shouldn't say riding the wave, but, I mean, they're an experienced team. They get to the playoffs every year, you know, for the longest their juggernaut was, you know, Pittsburgh, but they got past them finally, and then – they ran into Vegas last year, but they actually handled Vegas pretty well. So I think their mm-hmm. veteran experience will carry them past a very young and hungry team like the Canes. And they could make it back to the, uh, you know, Eastern Conference Finals as long as they play, you know, play the game um, their way and they dictate um, the tempo uh, as far as, you know, speed and uh, making sure that uh, when they're within the uh, blue lines, they're good in that part. So, eh, I think uh, – I think Caps and Six, like you, on to the next round. And then, last matchup for the East, Islanders, the New York Islanders versus Pittsburgh Penguins. At the moment, Islanders 2-0. I have Islanders because I hate Pittsburgh as bad as I hate Boston. I respect Sidney Crosby, probably one of the greatest hockey players I've ever seen in my life, if not the behind Steve Eisman. Go Red Wings. And, uh... Yeah, no, Islanders over pins in this one. Um, I'm taking New York. I'm taking New York five. Um, beating beating Pittsburgh twice. At, I mean, yeah, they were at home out at Nassau, and that's a tough place to play, man. Especially they moved to the Barclays Center, and the people on on the island hated it, you know. Mm-hmm. And coming back to Nassau for the playoffs, and taking taking it to Pittsburgh four to three in OT in game one, and then just. I watched the majority of the game yesterday, and the Islanders held complete control. Um, I think New York's going to go to Pittsburgh, steal a game in Pittsburgh, and then win uh, game five on home ice. Okay. Yeah. I, do you see this being the the end of the uh, Crosby-Pittsburgh dominance we've seen over the last uh, six or seven seasons? Um, that's tough to say. Uh, they, they've had a lot of injuries this season, and – 
it's always rough when when players get hurt and you can't really find a rhythm. I mean, look at look at Tampa Bay right now, and you, you just it's it's hard for teams to find that rhythm. They didn't really find it this season. Um, I'm gonna say that their their window is definitely closing. Um, they probably only have a couple more years to win a cup, and I don't I don't know what their cap space looks like. I don't know what their how their money looks, but. I, I definitely say that this year and maybe next year is kind of the last chances for Pittsburgh. You know, you've got these up and coming teams like the Islanders, like the Hurricanes, you know, that, that can come up and take that spot. So yeah, I could, I could see it. I could see their, their reign of terror coming to an end, I guess you could say, but like you said, I respect, I respect the Penguins and what they did and what they've done and how good of a hockey team that they, they are. And they were a dynasty. I'll give them that. And I just think that, they're getting to the point where they need to start thinking about the future and, you know, making some moves. Now, uh, you mentioned the word dynasty. In your opinion, in your hockey expertise, who do you see being the next great dynasty um, in hockey over the next five to ten years? Well, uh, <laughs> I would say Tampa Bay if they weren't trailing 2 nothing right now and would, <laughs> you know, win a cup. I think that the team that's most set up for success in the upcoming future would be Tampa Bay. And the reason, the reasoning behind that is they made a lot of good moves to keep themselves under cap space. A lot of players took pay cuts to stay there. They signed their big name guys to long contracts. Sam Coates is there. He signed that big contract in 2016. Hedman signed an extension. Kucherov signed an extension. Kaloran signed an extension. Uh, they're working on Braden Point signing an extension. So they've, Steve Eiserman and you know, we're going to miss him next year. He's probably going to go to Detroit to be their GM. So that's good news for you. But Eiserman did, Eiserman <laughs> did a great job with this team and keeping themselves under cap and keeping talent around him. And then you look down in the AHL, you know, with the Syracuse crunch, they have a good AHL team. So I think the team that's most set for success right now would be, would be Tampa Bay. Now, that's not going to solve their playoff woes, but to make the playoffs and try to give them the best chance to win, I would say Tampa, Washington's going to be set for a while. The Islanders are a huge team to watch. Um, and Vegas, uh, you know, out in the West. So there's, there's a few teams that I can consistently see winning um, as far as winning cups and winning multiple cups, Washington, hundred percent. Okay. All right. That, from a Washington standpoint, I think for me, watching them, I think they were one of those. I think they were one and done as far as having. They got their cup, and I think they won't see another one for a while, especially with uh, Ovechkin aging the way that he is. Um, I mean, his time yeah. is coming up, and it's coming up fairly quick. I mean, almost, in my opinion, he's he's on that same timeline from a basketball standpoint as LeBron, except LeBron got more than one ring. Ovechkin finally got his, which he was due a long time ago. But mm-hmm. he had the uh, rivalry there with uh, Pittsburgh and Sidney Crosby, and Crosby obviously got multiple rings. Uh, and, and, I mean, yeah, for, and, but for I think for uh, me, seeing a team coming up, um, I do love what Vegas is doing because for them to be an expansion team, one, to get to the finals in year one, and then, I mean, they remained fairly competitive all year, and then they did it again. As far as remaining consistent and not being really a Cinderella darling and having this magical one year and then they fall completely flat um, year two and not having a sophomore slump. So I think because year two did not go 
horrible for them. Uh, I do see them. They were, you know, definitely more vulnerable this year because once you play somebody multiple times after year one, okay, you go, all right, I, we know how to prepare for them for year two. So there, there was, you know, a little bit of chinks in their armor this year. However, I think they are also set up uh, for a longevity standpoint too. And it's Vegas. You have a lot of up and coming guys into the league. People, I think, in my in my opinion, are going to want to go to Vegas and play for an organization that's well run, well coached, and they're in a fun city for the most part. And they play in the Western Conference. Yeah. They play in and they play in the division too, the Pacific Division, which some I mean, for the majority of the time, it's up for grabs on a year to year basis. I mean, we there's never, in my opinion, a consistent juggernaut in the division outside of them and I think they will become that team where we'll see them as a one two seed coming out of the division itself uh for the next several years and then anybody else falls in line. Um yeah so I, I just think they're in a well good spot and I think they will attract um great free agent talent and you know I think they are in a position to draft well and I know that they're sharing their AHL team right now the uh it's not the Wolves uh it's the no, it is the Wolves. It's the Chicago Wolves, and they're sharing them, I believe, with uh, St. Louis. So I think their farm system is in a great shape, too. Well, uh, actually, uh, they're not. i got to correct you there. They're not sharing uh, oh, Chicago they're not sharing with – uh, They're not sharing them no more? With, no, because when yes. Colorado came into the league, the San Antonio Rampage ah, okay. um, left so, and went to St. Louis, and then the Eagles went with the Avs. So, no, the, the Chicago Wolves – they're a great team this year too. And so I, you know what, I got to agree with you. I would say that Vegas, and then if I had to choose a team from the East, I would say the Islanders for sure okay. um, to give the best chance of winning cups here. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we, we, we got, we got some similarities there on uh, the future of the league. And speaking of future league, last thing before I let you go, Drew, Seattle got an NHL team. Yes. We were talking about this like <laughs> two years, like we talked about this oh, like yeah. two years ago. So, um, uh, I be I'm excited to see what Seattle does when they uh start to play in the next couple years. Um it would be really amazing to see another um expansion team have very early success like Vegas did and I think Vegas is a great blueprint for expansion teams especially in this league. Um yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens in Seattle. Um that fan base up there obviously has wanted their has wanted a team um, and they're getting it. They're still debating on the name. We still have our pipe dreams of running the Seattle team in a couple years, so we can still work towards that. I'm not letting go of that dream yet. It's it's going to be you and me, man. I told you. That's right. We'll get it figured out. We will figure it out. Still got to uh, get back to the uh, drawing board and, you know, tweak a couple things. But in all due time, good, sir. Uh, but, yeah, man, once again, guys, Drew Galliard, thank you for coming on, brother. Uh, we will have you back on again probably to talk uh, Stanley Cup Finals hockey here in June. Um, more than welcome to come back to the show anytime. Call in. We'll definitely have this conversation again. I, and I appreciate talking hockey with you, man. I missed it. Yeah, dude, me too, man. And, you know, hopefully hopefully we can get you out here to visit um, here next month. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll text you about that. But, no, I mean, I appreciate you getting me on. And uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It is good talking to you again. And um, talking playoff hockey, man, it's just like, you know, a couple of years ago, we were sitting at, uh, at the office in San Diego talking about it. So that's right. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. And before I go, I just also want to point out that, uh, check out the AHL and the AHL standings right now. It's coming down to the last game of the season for the Colorado Eagles here. Uh-oh. Um, 
they they trail the Tucson Roadrunners by one point with one game remaining. Oh my goodness! If Colorado wins tonight and Tucson loses, the Eagles are in the playoffs and they're first in the NHL. So keep an eye on those scores here tonight. Um, Mark, if you you're bored, you got nothing to do, man. Tune into the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to uh, to all the action here tonight as well. Thought I'd throw that plug in there for you. No, definitely plug yourself away, man. When people, you know, want to, you know, listen to hockey from a good source, by all means, throw it out there. iHeartRadio, you guys need to find them. What's the station on on iHeart, man? So it's ninety-two point nine, The Bear. Ninety-two point nine, The Bear, y'all. Straight out of Colorado. You can also. you can follow me on Twitter as well at dgalliards17. Uh, if you don't know how to spell my name, just check out the title of the episode. Mark spelled it right. Um, I wish I would have picked an easier Twitter handle, but there you go. But yeah, love to love to get you guys listening. It's going to be a, a great game tonight. They're playing the San Jose Barracuda. So, uh, but thanks, Mark, again so much for having me on, and uh, look forward to to being on again. All right, man. Hey, we'll have you on soon, Drew. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Sounds. Yeah. See you, buddy. All right. So there you have it, y'all. We had NBA playoffs. We had hockey playoffs. We had a great time. It's a beautiful day out. Go enjoy the weather. Go enjoy your families. Go enjoy your friends, man. Uh, no special shout-out today. I ain't come up with one. Uh, I guess say shout-out to Drew for, again, coming on the show. Definitely appreciate that guy. Like I said, uh, when I introduced him, he definitely uh, took the time to, uh, to teach me the game of hockey to get me to the knowledge level that I'm at now, along with a host of other people. Uh, but he definitely sparked the plug on that one. And, um, yeah, you guys know how I get down, uh, how I always end the show. You know, find your, uh, find your peace in this world. Definitely find your peace. You know, be open to love and share love and spread love, man. Um, and as always, be blessed, man. Be blessed. And with that being said, as a matter of fact, before I go, just remember, be the best version of yourselves, just like Magic Johnson wants to be. Be the best version of yourselves. You know, you are your own superstar in your own world. Don't get arrogant. Or as my man, uh, my man from The Temptation said, uh, what'd you, what'd, uh, what'd you say there, bro? Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. You- <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Spread love. Be easy, y'all. I'm out.